Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Welcome to Going Greyhounds. Mark Olmus with you. Great to have your company this Tuesday morning, the 27th of April, 2021. Big show coming up. Uh, just quickly, uh, looking at the dog's Twitter page. A great birthday present for trainer Charmaine Field at Maitland last night. As a talented chaser, Cherokee Outlaw won the first Maitland Gold Collar Heat in a very, very sharp time of 22 13. Lots more to talk about, especially from Maitland, going back to last Thursday. Quality racing, including that Group 2 Maitland Gold Cup, where Ebby Jet Power prevailed in a very close finish for trainer and breeder Michael Ebron, who'll join us in a few moments. Then on Sunday night, the feature racing went down south to Nowra for the Group 3 Puppy Classic, which was taken out by Group 3 Magic Maiden winner Bandit Ned, who lunged on the line to snare the title from On The Rocks, notified for Chris O'Brien, who we spoke to last week, ran fourth, a, a good race, considering the odds of $21 plus. We also saw some really nice winners at Wentworth Park on Saturday night. Time Honours once again went to the Jack Smith-trained Jungle Juice, who was very short in betting and clocked 29.40. His owners, Clay Mawson and Brian Jaggers, will be special guests on the Catching Pen this evening to discuss their start commodity. That's 7pm. Sky Racing 2 tonight. Jungle Juice will be one of the main attractions at headquarters once again this weekend with a big night of racing featuring heats of the Group 3 Ladies Bracelet, the Bob Payne, and the listed Gold Cup for the Stayers. Our first guest will join us shortly, Michael Ebrand. Racing, Morsource was away beautifully, showing speed was Finafuiaki and Aston Zodiac. Morsource will drive through. Zulu Warlord wide into that first bend. They were followed by Amarillo Highway. Well back zipping Kyrgios, casual glance midfield. Morsource burnt to the lead, coming up to the bend over Ebby Jet Power. Finafuiaki, Aston Zodiac zipping Kyrgios. Morsource leads into the straight over Ebby Jet Power. Morsource, Ebby Jet Power. Dead heat. More source or Abbey Jet Power, nothing in it. Flashing home Amarillo Highway. Close up zipping Kyrgios Aston Zodiac. Further back was Zulu Warlord. Casual glance. Back. What did you think on the line, Mick Ebron, as you join us again here on uh, Going Greyhounds? Uh, good morning to you. G'day, mate. Yeah, I was uh, rubbing my eyes <laughs> from where I was, thinking, was that really the two? Did he really do it? <laughs> and uh, yeah, waiting to see if it was him or not. Yeah. What kind of expectations did you go into Thursday night with me? Oh, I didn't expect to win. Um, yeah, I thought there was a chance he could win if things went right, which they did. Um, so, yeah, just ecstatic, really. Still yeah, thinking, sup- actually. Yeah, yeah. Su- superb stuff. Because we spoke last week, and, uh, I mean, you're quite relaxed about all of your greyhounds and just hope they go around safely and put in their best and... Uh, to be able to win it with this guy uh, must have been a real thrill, especially considering Mum produced a winner going back. What was it to 2017? Ebby misproduced. Um, yeah, 2017 Aussie, and then yeah. um, and then um, Ebby infrared her grandson last year. Probably yep. with Aussie, we had high expectations that year because he was sort of a standout dog um, at group level. And um, Ebby infrared last year, I was quietly confident. Um, so I sort of went into this year without the expectations. He was the second choice dog for the race, in my mind. <laughs> um, bad judge trainers sometimes. So, yeah, no, it worked <laughs> out fantastic. 
Uh, terrific stuff. Um, now, he'll go back to Wentworth Park on Saturday night for the Bob Payne. Will there be infrared go there too? Yeah, really looking forward to that. Excited by their prospects. So they're both going there. Um, both pulled up super, working well. So I'm just hopefully the rest of the week's good. Um, they'll be there Saturday. What about in the future without looking too far ahead? Like you said, you are a trainer and uh, can sometimes be the worst of judges. Do you have higher targets and set the goals a bit larger um, for the future? Well, I think any get power is a better dog on the circle at Wentworth Park. And okay. um, if he performs you know, exceptionally well in the Bob Payne, probably taking down to the Harrison Dawson. Um, mm-hmm. But just got to see what the next few weeks tell. Yeah. Well, we might need to get uh, the ladies and gentlemen at Tab to insert him into the markets there because he's not yeah. in there at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Another big achievement uh, for your brood mare, as we, as we mentioned, or your brood bitch, I should say, Ebby Miss, uh, who sadly passed away a few months ago. What a producer, Mick. You must be unbelievably proud of her deeds uh, as a producer mainly, but she's changed your and Tanya's lives. Oh, she has. She's changed our family lives. We never really set out to be deeply involved um, racing greyhounds. It was just a hobby that we really enjoyed and... Um, She's just producing champion after champion. I mean, some of them we sold as pups, but in the main, um, you know, Aussie and um, Emmy Ripper. Emmy Ripper was just a massive ride in itself. Took took us around Australia, met a lot of great people, and um, sort of when she was retiring, probably thought, well, that'll probably be it now. And yeah, along comes Emmy and Emmy Jet Power. So it's a lot of hard work. So you know, hopefully we've made our own luck. But yeah, it's just a massive, been a massive ride and a massive thrill. To, Hope it continues. Yeah, for for sure, Mick. And just could you expand on that further? We 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 hear it so much with the likes of Steve Withers in recent times, but uh, being able to travel around and the amount of other people that you meet that are in the same greyhound community as yourself uh, must be a, a huge thrill and and really make the ride worth it and all the hard work worth it. Yeah, you just form friendships. You know, um, example went down to Sandown a lot with every Ripper and like Mick Floyd and um, Greg Miller and um, young Jason Adams down there, like they're just really accommodating and couldn't help anymore with anything we needed. I think they even stayed overnight at Greg's house there um, instead of travelling back there one night. So, and, you know, you get to meet all the trainers, like Robbie Britton, um, who was, you know, fantastic, sort of giving me hints here and there on what to do. And, um, yeah, just it's just been good. And so you get to know these people and, even though you don't sort of see them very often, you sort of form a bit of a bond of respect for them. So, mm. yeah, it's been good. Uh, terrific. You are at Richmond on Saturday for the state's first tab straight track meeting. What did you make of the day and how important to you, Mick, is straight racing for the industry? Oh, I think I went there just to have a look and um, it was fantastic. It was like a carnival-type family day. Dogs winning and, the um, you know, the... The families getting photos on the winning pace of their dogs. Oh, it was fantastic. So, uh, and the 15 minutes apart for racing was great. Um, so, sort of always something happening and catching up with people. It was just really good. So, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm gonna, I've put a, nominated a few dogs for this week, and I'll probably go most Saturday morning. Really oh, terrific. Good. Now, now- uh, the, in terms of importance, yeah, I think there was some young dogs there winning. There was dogs there that um, were bring were coming back from injuries that probably wouldn't stand up on them. Um, circle racing so and like very handy good dogs so they've got a career now um so yeah the dogs that 
sort of pull up sore with wrists and that, you don't want to race them and have that happen to them. You can race them up the straight and they don't get any soreness. So just fantastic. Mick, you're a very modest man. We even struggled to get you on again this weekend after coming on last <laughs> week. But, you know, when you win one of the big feature group two races there at Maitland, the Gold Cup, you have to come on again. And you've uh, you've already managed to, to leave out yourself and the part that you're playing with the Richmond Straight Track. Tell us about the association or the sponsorship that's been put in place in regards to a straw of Aussie infrared. Yeah, so we've got developed a concept with the Richmond Club. Um where there's a point score system that each dog racing each week will get some points, whether it runs first or last. I think first you get eight points down to one point for eight, and um, that'll tally up over the over the year to the end of the year. And person with the most, uh, sorry, the owner of the greyhound with the most points will get a free straw to Aussie. So sort of just a way for us to put back Aussie. He developed his career um, up the straight in Victoria as a young dog. He learned a lot and um, didn't have that sort of opportunity in New South Wales at the time. So it was a good way to put back, and we've had some really good support from local breeders for Aussie. So, um, yeah, we're really excited and proud to offer that, to do that. Uh, terrific stuff, Mick. That's wonderful to hear. So plenty of incentive to get your dogs up the straight. No doubt we will find a few dogs as time goes by that just handle the straight better than the circle. Is Is that a fair comment, Mick? I think so, yeah. There'll be certain dogs that definitely love the straight more in the circle and um, I'm looking forward to racing heavy infrared actually on the straight there, but no opportunity at the moment of Bob Payne, but um, I can't wait to race him there. Yeah. Fantastic stuff, Mick. You're so good with your time. We thank you once again for coming on Going Greyhounds. No worries, Mark. Thanks for having me on. See you, mate. Michael Ebrin there, the trainer, of course, Ebby Jet Power taking out the group to Maitland Gold Cup last Thursday. We'll head to a break. It's 10.41am. We'll be back shortly. The Tab Queensland Winter Racing Carnival is where champions are crowned, with legends such as Might and Power, Black Caviar and Winks making their mark in the Sunshine State. And this year, the tradition continues. Staged over 10 action-packed weeks, more than $20 million in prize money will go on the line, including eight career-defining Group 1s during Stradbroke season. Check out everything you need to know at queenslandwintercarnival.com.au. Queensland is racing. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1800 858 858. The catalogue for the HTBA May Sale is now available. With recent graduates such as Rocketing By, The Bopper and Voodoo Lad, it's a catalogue you cannot afford to miss. Sale is on May 2 and 3. Visit english.com.au for more information. Form Guide. Brought to you by Tabs Treble. First leg quaddy fail, it's treble time. TNCs apply. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1800 858 858. Skipped breakfast. Well, just speaking during the news, Loz was just telling us that even now he uses the same haircut regime. Mm. Like, so you like to get your haircuts at a certain time during the footy season. This goes back to your playing yeah. days, which you've continued up yep. until now. Yeah, still use the same theory, you know. Got to look good grand final day. <laughs> and then if you played a Friday night back in the day, because Ooh. you weren't, all the games weren't on television. Mm-hmm. So, so if, if you had a Friday, you had night, a Friday game? night game, you'd think about look it now. Don't go to work on an empty stomach. Oh, tell you haircuts. That was my debut. You played for Australia like that. That was my first <laughs> game ever for that's, my country. That's peroxided blonde. It's like a tennis ball. Look at it. It's horrendous. Shut up and drive. The Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio.
racing on the rocks away well. So too notified out wide. So notified on the rocks and Destruction's trying to push in between them. On the rocks left in front from notified. There's Bandit Ned out three wide. There's separation now back to Destruction. Rockstar Newbold overflow loose of the last couple. Kylie keeping Blue Moss past the 600 boxes. And on the rocks is a length in front. Trying to get on terms is Bandit Ned then comes notified. Still on the rocks. On the rocks. Bandit Ned out wide. Lunges got up. Bandit Ned and the Thrillers got up the beat on the rocks. Overflow Lisa and notified. They were followed in the run by Rockstar. What a beauty this greyhound is. Bandit Ned uh, winning the Group 3 on the weekend at Narrow the Puppy. Classic. Some performance. And part owner, Joe Lanuti joins us on Going Greyhounds. Joe, good morning. Thanks for coming on. G'day, Mark. More than welcome. How are you? Uh, very well, mate. Good to good to speak with you once again after a, a brief discussion earlier. Um, what a performance. Again, hearing the call there, and especially Kell O'Rourke, he seems to nail those big ones. Uh, you, were you confident he'd get the job done? Were you confident that he'd uh, get past on the rocks? Tell us your thoughts. Yeah, we were, Mark. We were very, very confident pre-race. Uh, Andy and Jody sent a message through to the owners to say, make the Sunday morning to say, make sure you back the dog. And I said, <laughs> they've already bet. He said, listen, if they've bet, tell them to bet again. But that was uh, pretty positive, Mark. So everyone really bet up. They did, um, which puts a bit of pressure on us. But to be honest, once he missed the kick and he missed the pink, he sort of he went around them four deep through the pen. Once he was close enough up the back, I really felt confident he was going to get there late. Yeah, it was a super performance. And, and like I said, the, we are blessed with some very, very... Good and um, entertaining callers. Kell O'Rourke, certainly one of those. Uh, he's now six starts, five wins in a second, including the Group 3 Magic Maiden. Very impressive for such a young dog. And it sounds like the Lord Camp have quite a high opinion of him. Yeah, huge opinion right from the start. I mean, before we bought in, Mark, he broke, he equaled the track record at Goulburn, 24-29. And, and people just don't sell dogs like that. But we've got a really good relationship with the uh, gunning with the Clover Park and Andy and Jody let us come in for a percentage after that, which, um, you know, we got the likes of Tristan Merlihan, Bjorn Baker, uh, Corey Pearson, ex-NRL player, who uh, I'm a Mad Dragon supporter, so I was happy to let Corey, although he did go to Belmain, Mark, we can uh, we can <laughs> let him off for that, but we've got some really good owners in this dog, and they've got a huge, the dog's a rocket, uh, he's as fast as dog as we've ever had, and we're over the moon to, to be part of it, we, this is how good they are, they let us buy the rest of the dog through the week, leading into the Nowra Puppy Classic. Uh, which the owners just jumped at. So we've got complete ownership now and the Lords will train him moving forward and uh, he's a very, very promising pup. Yeah, that's fantastic to hear and congratulations to the new ownership group. Fair to say uh, he can be enigmatic, but just give us an, an idea of how fast he is. You mentioned that track record, but do you think he can go even faster? No question in the world. Yeah, we... Um, well, he went to Nowra leading into... So you've got to think from the start. So he was breaking records. We held him back for Wentworth Park for the Magic Maiden. Um, it was a... That very first start there, it was, it was raining. It was very windy. It was under lights for the first time. Um, and he did enough to get the job done. And then, obviously, he won the semi and won the final. We took him straight to Nowra and gave him a look. Uh, on trial day, he went 29-5. And then, uh, obviously, won the heat. Second in the semi, won the final. Uh, it's been a, a whirlwind start for him, but they're two group threes for a pup that's only had six starts. He just turned two through the week, so we know the best is yet to come, but we might just uh, sort of tip him out now for probably two, three weeks, just lean off him a little bit, and then 
it was I reckon it was a blessing in disguise getting beaten in the semi because he's had the five wins and the Gosford Goldmine's a one to five win race. That's the okay. big seven weeks today, and I reckon that's an ideal target for fifteen thousand. Yeah. Isn't it funny how these things work out? Uh, that's uh, you always kind of. You never really want to lose, but the pressure's off once you knock off a loss, and it's opened up a door for a race like that by the sounds of things. Perfect race. Absolutely. I know it's seven weeks away. We talked to the owners last night after I chatted with Andy, and we think that's ideal. So a couple of weeks in the paddock, we'll bring him back. A couple of looks at Goulburn, and you know he's got to be pretty competitive in a one-to-five win race, you'd think, at Gosford. And Christy's doing a great job at Gosford, Mark. The promotion's really, really good there. She's pumped up this night, and we're more than happy to participate. Uh, fantastic. Um, now, you obviously dare to dream with any greyhound horse as an owner. He's been inserted as a $31 shot for the million-dollar chase. That's longer term. Let's just say between now and then, what are the plans for Ned? Yeah, so the gold mine in, in the seven weeks mm-hmm. will go to the heat, hopefully make the final. I think there'll be a couple of weeks then to the Vic Peters at Wenny. Uh, group one restricted age, which will mm-hmm. be ideal for him. And then I suppose it is on to the million-dollar chase. We competed last year. We Awesome catch made the final. Uh, Winlock on top and Chrome both started favourites in their semis. And uh, I can tell you this dog's quicker. So, yeah, we, we've got to aim at a MDC. We'll probably go and trial at a couple of tracks to find out where we want to qualify. Uh, clearly, Goldman would be well ahead right now for uh, Bandit Ned. And then even the Phoenix later on, we're trying to buy a slot for the Phoenix. So okay. I, know we're, I know it sounds sort of pie in the sky, but... He's a very fast dog, Mark, and we're allowed to dream. Oh, absolutely, and you have to get in ahead of the rest of the competition, right? Correct, absolutely, yeah. So we've, we've thrown our hat in the ring. Hopefully um, we do a bit to promote the sport and brought a lot of owners in. So fingers crossed we can get a slot, and um, you know, he's certainly at the top of our list. Joe, tell us about uh, just the breeding side of Bandit Ned uh, out of Bombshell. Bandit, third in the Christmas gift, third in the Canberra Cup, maiden egg final. Uh, obviously very well performed, uh, but what about Ned's grandam, Jay's Robin, uh, an American bitch, is that right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, Andy and Jody have raved since the time we linked up with them about Jay's Robin and, and thrown plenty. Uh, obviously, Bombshell Bandit, which was the sister of Crash Bandicoot, who mm. in- incredibly we bought off the, the Lords after he won a golden Easter egg heat, Mark. He was the quickest right. qualifier. He was a $6 pre-post favourite uh, leading into the semi, and we bought the dog then. So he was the brother to Bombshell Bandit. They both made that egg final that night. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a long history there with the with the uh, litter or the line, but um, amazing. Bandit Ned, the son of Bombshell Bandit. Joe, without throwing you under the bus, do you know how Jay's Robin – is it Jay's Robin or J.S. Robin? Jay's. Jay's Robin. Do you know how she came to Australia? No, I don't. Uh, It'll no, be a fascinating story. It might be one that I have to chase up, but uh, she's done a superb job since coming here over to Australia, as you, as you just mentioned, and because of her, we've now got Bandit Ned. God bless her, Mark. <laughs> and may he continue to win many, many more races for you because the future looks extremely uh, bright. Joe, uh, thanks so much for, for coming on Going Greyhounds. I'm sure we'll chat soon again in the future. Done deal, Mark. Take care. Joe Lanuti joining us, part owner of Bandit Ned. Fantastic to have Joe aboard. We'll round out the show next after a short break with Cam Hallinan. The catalogue for the HTBA May Sale is now available. With recent graduates such as Rocketing By, The Bopper and Voodoo Lad, it's a catalogue you cannot afford to miss. Sale is on May 2 and 3. Visit english.com.au for more information. 
Hawkesbury Race Club invites you to Hawkesbury Cup Day, Saturday, May 1. The iconic standalone Saturday meet features over $1.29 million in prize money, highlighted by the $200,000 Hawkesbury Gold Cup. With stunning views of the Blue Mountains and Gross Valley, fashions on the field and food trucks galore, it's an unmissable event with a unique festival atmosphere. Tickets just $25, under 18s free, hospitality packages available. Join us for a day of racing and celebration, Saturday, May 1. HawkesburyRaceClub.com.au Are you building or renovating in lightweight cladding? Talk to Wideline about Halo AquaShield. Halo is an innovative, integrated flashing system that forms a continuous seal around your windows and doors for improved moisture management, air infiltration and aesthetics. And it's easier and more cost-effective to install. Thank heavens for Halo. The wickedly clever flashing system designed specifically for lightweight construction. Visit the showroom or take a closer look online, wideline.com.au. Good line away. Prima Proper's going to break it first. She's going to run to the lead over Zipping Naseko. Sneaky Marquee double bluff. Parked on the inside. Fourth. Then Torpedo Tears. Show me confetti and let's see. Has got it all to do. 11 from the leader. Shorter one to go. Prima Proper the pilot. Two and a half on Zipping Naseko. Sneaky Marquee. Torpedo Tears. Double bluff back on the inside. Let's see. Starting to wear uh, down some of the leaders. About seven or eight off the lead. And last of all, Show me confetti. They're on the top corner. Prim and proper by two over uh, uh, Zipping the second. They'll follow it up by Let's See running on and double bluff. The leader Prim and proper Zipping the second coming at it. Tight. Zipping the sicko's got up on the inside and nailed Prim and proper right on the wire and flashing at the pair double bluff. Behind Welcome back to Going Greyhounds. That was Zipping the Seco from Saturday night at Wentworth Park. Just flourishing since going 600 metres plus all the way back the 21st of January before that was fourth in a heat of the futurity behind picture frame was embedding there they've always had an opinion of her uh, part owner let's say Cam Hallinan joins us on the line Cameron good morning Mark morning how are we very well mate good to be speaking with you zipping this echo um, she's got plenty uh, more improvement you think she'd get under 42 with time? Yeah, I reckon with time with time and um, a couple more 700s, I think she can break that 42 barrier for sure. Family must be wrapped. For sure. When you get a, good, a handy stay, eh, you, can, you can travel the country. So let's hope she can just keep doing it. Speaking of travelling the country, mum and dad uh, on holidays at the moment. Were they watching on the tab app? Oh, yeah, dad, dad would have made sure he was, he was watching on the big screen. <laughs> don't worry about that. He, he, he don't miss. <laughs> Great stuff. She now heads towards the Gold Cup heats. Of course, the 1st of May, the heats uh, coming up this weekend. will come up against big names such as Stanley Rowe, but she seems to be maturing really well. Uh, do you think she's up to it at this stage to mix it with the likes of Stanley Rowe? Uh, Stanley Rowe is a class runner by all means, but look, um, if she gets a clear run, I'm sure she'll be there at the end. And a Group 3 feature, you've got to be in it to win it. Oh, 100%. You've got to have a crack at them sort of race, especially after the last couple of runs. Her last couple of runs have been really promising. So, Yeah, let's hope that improvement continues. Now, some nice youngsters coming through. Another winner on Saturday night was Zipping Stewie, trained by Mark Gatt for... Uh, by uh, Mark Gatt, sorry, by his former top sprinter, Ritzel Lenny. But interestingly, isn't out of uh, any of the Helen and Bitches, his mum... A uh, former stayer in Shabini. Talk us through how you got him. Uh, well, uh, Dip and Willow, she had one pup to my redeemer, and at, at the time we thought, oh, we need some more pups to, 
to rare um, the willow bits. So we and Peter Davis happened to have this litter about the same age. So we we bought four just the rare and litter, and it's it's actually come out better for us than what we thought. Absolutely. What about Stewie? Will he head towards the Bob Payne this weekend? Uh, I'm not sure. I actually haven't spoke to uh, Mark. I'd, we just let the trainers do what they want with the dogs. But, look, I think he's competitive. He's a hard-chasing dog, so you've got to have a crack at them sort of races. Yeah, for sure. Now, just tell us, uh, on that, you, you said you leave it in the hands of the trainers. Um, that's, a, I guess, a trust connection. Um, and in life, it's, it's it takes a, a lot to trust somebody else with... You know, say in your instance, own it a trainer. Um, but it seems to have worked for the Hallinan family for many, many years, trusting their trainers to do their jobs. Yeah, for sure. No news is good news in my book. But <laughs> if, if they get, if you get a phone call, it's, uh, most of the time we just pray it's about a good trial or, or something like that. But other than that, we don't trouble the trainers. We just let them do their thing. They're pretty much their dogs mm. at the end of the day. Mm. What about Moose and Sapporo, Zipping Moose and Zipping Sapporo, the Derby and Futurity winners? When are we like to, likely to see them again? Uh, Moose is in a night of Buller. Race eight over, over a 400, not his distance, but he's just coming back from a couple of weeks off. So I, I still think he can win, but like I said, it's not very, it's not his distance, but just get him back, get him race fit, and he'll be back over 500, no doubt. Are we having a bet? I think so. I think he can win. Yeah, Zipping Moose uh, going around tonight. Let's hope that uh, you can find us a winner and be good for something coming on here anyway. Nominated for the Harrison Dawson Million Dollar Chase as well. But tonight, over 400, he's currently $1.50. What do you reckon about that price, Cam? That's all right. You throw him in a multi. Find another winner, throw him in a multi. You should get a collect. Okay, very, very good. Uh, And we can't obviously let you go without uh, you giving us an update on Zipping Garth. Litters on the ground, some very, very good bitches covered, even Crafty Lady, uh, which we've already touched on earlier in the show. Tell us about uh, his progress and I guess what you've heard in terms of reports on the ground. I've heard uh, very good reports. Not that many dogs have just, uh, I'd say there's limited 20 litters that have just started breaking in, but the reports from other owners as pups, nature-wise, that's perfect, but... Um, all mine are broken in above average, but now it's the sort of time to let the dogs do the talking on Sky, which I think Mackay's are about three weeks off to start our first litter, so t- time will tell. That's very exciting, though. No, it is, 100%. To have your own stud dog, it's very exciting. Um, also, a nice litter by Superior Panama. How are they shaping up? No, they're going real nice. Uh, uh, there's one in tonight at Bull Eye Race 1, but the odds are already gone, gone so I can't tip it to you. $1.55, zipping Kansas, zipping, zipping Caitlin. Kansas, that's the one. Yeah, $1.55, maybe multi up with uh, with, um, with with Moose. Moose. Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. Yeah, okay, $1.55 into $1.50 if you game enough punters. Uh, tell us about uh, a day in the life of Cam Hallinan. Last night we had a chat, uh, you were just having a feed and then you're on your way back home to do more work. Tell us about yeah, a day in the life. Dude. To do more work. I got home and got on the tractor and unloaded 12 pallets of kibble in the dark. <laughs> um, but after a pub feeding a schooner or two, it's, that's always good. It's always Where were you? You're at one of Dave Stanley's favourite haunts. Yeah, I was, Dave Stanley was there the other day. I heard doing the cow cutter for the Orange Cup uh, at the Royal. It was. It's a, it's a real good family pub, the Royal. Yeah, okay. So it's obviously worth a try. Absolutely. If no. you're in Orange, definitely go to the Royal. 
And what about in the mornings, uh, Cam? What time do you wake up? Oh, we're up about seven. We we don't start till about eight, only because we don't have race dogs, so okay. we don't have to sort of get up and priority get them out. So we usually start about eight, get get the breaking pups out and sort the broodies out, and give them a free gallop. Yep. There's always plenty to do. Yeah, and then into the afternoon. Afternoons just feed up, make sure all the rearing dogs get a run, feed all the pups, and make sure everyone's happy and healthy. That's the main thing. Yeah, absolutely. And mum and dad, like we said, uh, currently on uh, on holidays at the moment. Uh, have you got an update from them? They're enjoying themselves. Must be nice oh, to actually, get away yeah. for a bit. Yeah, it's funny. As soon as dad leaves, he gets a bit itchy to get home. They are meant to be home tomorrow, and they're about an hour away. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. He can't help himself. I can imagine, of course, Martin, Fiona, Helen, and Nate. Wonderful stuff, uh, Cam, and great to have you aboard, and we really look forward to seeing those Zipping Garth pups uh, make their way to the track. Thanks for coming on again, Going Greyhounds. Cam, we'll speak soon. Thanks, Mark. All the best. Cam Hallinan joining us there, giving us an update and all of the good dogs in their care, the, the all the Zipping dogs, a few of them going around tonight. Looking forward to that. Now, that rounds out Going Greyhounds for another week. A big thank you to our guests, Mick Ebrand, Joe Lanuti and, of course, Cam Hallinan. And we've got plenty to look forward to this weekend. Of course, as we mentioned, the Bob Payne, uh, the Gold Cup and the Ladies Bracelet from Wentworth Park. Uh, the Catching Pen tonight, of course, in Sky Racing 2, 7pm. We'll also have Chasing Winners for you tomorrow night and going greyhounds throughout the week. Thanks for everybody. Uh, well, thanks to everybody for putting the show together. It's been wonderful to have your company as always. Dave Stanley will be on the other side of this with the continuation of HQ.